The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericawomen.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders, recognized in their fields, who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team, and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome to Leadership Stars. I'm your host, Linda Patton, and it's so great to have you here. And with my very, oh, phenomenal guest today, she is a woman who really inspires me. She uh, has a fantastic life, and she's done something very interesting in that she's developed specific strategies that's created a multi-million dollar business. And we're going to talk a little bit about what those systems and processes look like. But in addition, she's a best-selling author on the core bliss life, bliss life, sorry, core bliss life. And so one of the other things we're going to talk about is how those two blend together, how they work together so that she can actually disappear from the country and go on a vacation for a period of time and come back and everything is still running smoothly, making money and making her life absolutely awesome. And my guest is Monika Sawyer. Welcome, Monika. How are you? I'm great, Linda. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. Well, you know, this month we're talking about systems and procedures and how to basically have stuff in place so that you can go on those really extended vacations. Or even for me, just going for two weeks to Scotland, although it seems like it's the whole month of September that I'm going to be gone. That's Uh, so fun. Yeah. And so, like, what's in place? So, Monika, let's start with, um, tell me a little bit about the real estate investing business and the way you do it. <clears throat> yeah, okay. So um, my my history with real estate started very young. My dad started investing in real estate when I was three years old. And real estate paid for my university, it paid for my wedding, it's paying for my parents' retirement. So I was very interested in real estate from a very young age. But the thing is, my dad was always stressed out about managing the properties. Hmm. And one of the things that I was really clear on in my life is that my ambition was to travel. Like you mentioned, I wrote a book called Choose Bliss, which is about living the kind of life, living your life on your terms, right? And um, and I that's really what I'm all about. And so I was not interested in having a business that um, owned me, right? As business owners, we often experience this, right? Instead of us owning the business, the business owns us, right? Oh, oh absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so I did not want this business to own me. And um, so I started very early on in creating systems so that it wouldn't. So what I've done is basically set up Um, a streamlined system where my tenants manage the properties and I go through a whole training process with them. Mm 
And then when I do a turnover, like I'm going through a turnover right now from one tenant to another, I've got a streamlined process on what that looks like. So I can be anywhere in the world. My husband and I have traveled in the last 23 years of marriage. We've traveled to 55 countries together, and we're usually gone for more than a month at a time. We lived in Europe for for a year and a half, and there was a turnover during that time also. So the system is really, really good at managing itself. Even I'm impressed sometimes at how good it is. But I've set it up that way so that I can live the lifestyle that I want. You know I what think I mean? That I know exactly what you mean. And isn't that the reason why we all get into business is because we want to have our, our own time. In other words, we won't, don't want to have to report to I'm going to say something very politically incorrect. The man, um, you know, the, the corporate, the corporate life. Um, we want to be able to, especially if you have kids, you want to be able to, you know, go on field trips. You want to be able to go to sporting events and really support your children and everything that they're doing. You want to have uh, those fabulous vacations with your husband and maybe with your kids as well. Uh, right. And what you always worry about is how's the business going to move forward or even just stay the same while we're gone. And I know right. that, that that's a challenge for me, um, even, even more so for my husband because he's an attorney. And even though, you know, you're really great and you send out the uh, I'm unavailable, um, oftentimes people don't listen to you and they schedule things and, you know, things come up and that kind of thing. So having a system in place for when you do that can be really, really critical. And I love the fact that you've done that because one of the things you say is that you do this part-time and it has very little stress. And I find that amazing. So I want to know, how do you set up those systems that you currently use? <laughs> right. Yes. So part-time, I re- literally only spend over a year. It works out to about five mo- five hours a month. So sometimes I'm spending a little more. Most of the time I'm spending a lot less. So um, that's kind of what I mean by part-time. So how do they set up these systems? It really has been trial and error over the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say over the, about the last 10 um, I've, I've got it so streamlined that there's very little tweaking. But basically, it was starting to have conversations with my tenants to find out more about what they need and then setting up a system around their needs that would then meet my needs. I found that in life, the more that you are able to give other people what they want, the more you'll get what you want. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. And, and Monique, Monica, isn't that also what motivation is about? You find out what motivates them, what gets them excited, what what you know spurs them on, and you make sure that that they can have that. That what you set up allows that to occur, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You don't, um, you know, a lot of real estate investors see their tenants as kind of a commodity. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just a number, right? They fill my house, they pay my rent, they pay my mortgage. And they're just a commodity. And I think the big difference with me is that I see my tenants as my customers. And so when I'm talking to a tenant, I'm making sure that that tenant is going to get as much as they can, they can get from me as a landlord without, obviously, we have, you know, my houses are my product, right? I can't undersell mm-hmm. my product, those sorts of things. All right. of those business tenants apply here. But... 
my tenants are my customers, and so I do everything I can to make them happy. Now, when once I'm able to make them happy, I set the system ar- up around them so that they're happy, they feel a sense of ownership in the property, um, they really, really want to stay in the property and with me as a landlord, and, you know, mm-hmm. I want them to absolutely love me so that they don't have to go somewhere else. And um, and then I set up systems around that that then also serve my needs. So I start from that core where with my customer, which is the tenant, and then I move it out to what can I provide as a business, and then how is that going to serve my life? So that's kind of how I set up the systems. That's that's an incredible way of looking at it. I I love the fact, and, and listeners, if you've heard her, to treat her tenants as customers, um, and almost to some degree treating them like you would want to be treated if you were in that situation, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a, um, I had another landlord that said that too, that I want to be treated, I, wa- I treat my cli- my clients or tenants the way that I want to be treated. But he had a really high, what do you say, um, a high... Expectation? No, he had a lower expectation. Oh. He was able to um, deal with more... <laughs> That most people want to deal with. You know, he was okay if the house was all scuffed up or if some of the plumbing wasn't working right. So, (laughs) but for me, like, I don't live like that, right? And so, what what is really, really interesting as a business owner is to keep in mind to keep your clients happy in their world. Like, Mm -hmm. what our expectations are can often be different than what our tenants or our clients' expectations may be or their desires may be. You know, I do like living in a very nice place, so it's very natural for me to keep my places very nice. But when I was talking to this other person, he kind of kept his tenants' houses the same way he kept his, which was not very nice, you know? So, <laughs> so it's an interesting distinction, right? That is. Yeah, that's fascinating. Well, in, in essence, you're talking the golden rule versus the platinum rule. The golden rule says, do unto others as, as you would want to... Uh, be done to whereas the platinum rule says do unto others as they want to be done so exactly you've taken and that that. is the key to running a successful business i believe i think so too that you you know you find out from your clients this is part of building deeper relationships is understanding what what motivates them what drives them what what are they happy with what's their 10 um on a scale of one to 10 uh place to live you know what do they want to have in it what can I what do I have that they are looking for and how do we maintain that so it doesn't become that rundown um, piece of property that nobody wants to live there um, or he has to find people just like him and and that that can be a challenge to find folks that are just like you right right well it's really limiting if you have a superior product more people are going to want it I mean, I have a reputation now. I'm just going through a turnover, um, which means I'm moving from one tenant to another. And um, I have such a reputation now that people, when one of my properties go up, goes up for rent, people are like knocking down the doors. I got five applications two months even before my tenants vacated. Oh, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> It is, because my tenants talk to their friends, their friends talk to their friends, people know me in the valley now, the realtors know me, other people know me, so now, you know, I I don't even have to advertise my properties, people just come to me as soon as something becomes available and it's all word of mouth. 
so Monica, have you ever considered your properties are all in, I believe, the, the Valley of Southern California, correct? Actually, in Northern California, so huh? the San Francisco Bay Area. Ah, so you are in the Bay Area. So all your properties are in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, have you considered, you know, moving out? I know, you know, you visit what fifty three, fifty five countries in the last twenty three years. Yeah. Have you have you considered, um, you know, extending your real estate um, empire out to um, you know international com- countries and that kind of thing? I have considered it, and that's such a funny question because I love real estate so much mm-hmm. that everywhere we go, I am looking at property, right? And uh-huh. when David and I lived in Europe, we thought about buying something there. But I I have a very basic rule for my business, mm-hmm. and that is that I need to understand the market and have access to my properties. And that makes it easier for me to serve my clients and to maintain the properties. And so as tempted as I may be at other times, because, you know, in other parts of the United States, it's easier to get into real estate, Um, you know, and so, and prices are cheaper and that sort of thing. And so it gets very tempting. But what I have found is that for me, I'm not looking to maximize and get the absolute best appreciation and rent and all of that stuff. I don't have to get the very best. I just have to get really good. Mm-hmm. And um, and for me, I'm able to, if I follow my own rules, which is keep your properties and your tenants close to you, then I can run a business very, very, very well, make very, very good income, and not have the stresses of not knowing the rules and dealing with property management companies. And, you know, in other countries, you don't know what the laws are and how taxes can change and if they can repossess things or that sort of thing. So even though there's a lot of temptation, um, I have definitely stuck to my own rules. When I get tempted, I, you know, I think about the basics of how I run my business and then I just stick with that. And I think that's so critical, Monica, is to know your business, know what you're comfortable with, um, know where your, um, I don't want to say lacks, but where you, you don't know, you don't have the knowledge to be able to be successful and to run your business the way you want to in perhaps a different area. And I think that's awesome that you are that comfortable and sure of the basic tenets of your business that this is the rule. This is what we do. This is how we do it. And it's been successful and it, and it will continue to be su- su- successful. Do you at all um, modify your rules? I do. So the, the time that I modify my rules is so I'm not like I'm not going to have anything new in my business or any right. new ideas. However, if I want to make sure that the business runs itself and doesn't take this much time, I need to follow these rules. So when I change the rules is when I understand and I'm willing to accept that under these new rules, there's going to be a new learning curve and I'm going to need to be able to give the business more time. If I'm willing to that to do that, then I'll experiment with other rules. That's kind of how that goes for me. Okay. So that makes perfect sense that you have a series of rules but you're not so tied to them that the unconscious has actually gotten involved in it and you don't look at other opportunities um, but rather the rules um, bl- almost blindside you um, but I, I understand also the, the key to if I make a change in what I've been doing then it sits in my conscious for a while and I may be a conscious competent in the fact that I'm learning this and I'm trying to get a real sense of 
how this is going to work in the business um, and tweak it a little bit perhaps so working on that learning curve until it once more becomes that unconscious competency where it just runs itself and I know that it's it's perfect just the way it is right that's exactly right that's yeah. exactly right okay so with that thought um, listeners when you have a business that has some really significant systems and processes in place that are really helping you to run the business and perhaps from afar or a part-time basis or whatever, that don't get so stuck in those rules that you can't make change and really increase the optimization of your uh, business and really make it sing. And on that note, Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let leadership expert Linda Patton be your guide to uncovering the leader that lives within you and that you are meant to be. Through her signature training programs and workshops, Linda takes you every step of the way to help you tap into your personal leadership power, design a clear vision, build a loyal, effective team, and create a practical plan to make your dream come true. Get started now by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. Today, we are part of an ever-changing mix of technological advances and business trends that redefine how we work, ongoing performance, and our world around us. Tune into Humanity Evolve with host Catherine Calarco. It's an open discussion about these trends and advances that come together to create a positive future for you, your family, and your world. Humanity Evolve can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. That's Linda at dare, the number two, dreamwithlinda.com. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. I have a an inspirational uh, business owner who I have am coming to understand and, and really admire what she's been able to do and where she is right now. And that's Monica Sawyer. Monica, welcome back. Thank um, you. So you, there, there are a couple of things that I, I obviously want to talk about. Um, 
what do you do consistently that keeps this business running so smoothly? So for me, it's really all about setting expectations. So um, another thing that's really different about me with real estate is um, as a real estate investor, a lot of people, again, think of their properties and their mortgages and their tenants, and it's all numbers to them. Mm -hmm. But for me, I really run the business as a people business. I've got my clients, I've got my vendors, um, and I've got my product, right? Right. And, um, And so because it's a people business, the biggest asset I have are the people that I work with, whether it's my vendors or it's my clients. Those are my asset, right? So to keep the system moving and humming smoothly, I train everybody and I set expectations. So with my vendors, I train them very, the very first job that they do with me or the very first bid that they'll do for me. They get training on what my expectations are, what I'm looking for, and that, you know, they've got competition. Um, mm-hmm. They don't own me for a while, right? Um, <laughs> and, then, and then tenants, it's the same thing. You know, when I do an interview with a tenant, I set expectations immediately about what this is going to look like and that I travel and that I want them to really love their home. So mm-hmm. if someone walks into one of my properties like, oh, yeah, this is kind of nice. I'll fill out an application. They're automatically not a person that I'm going to consider because I want someone to really love the place because if they love it, they'll take care of it and they're more likely to stay longer. And, you know, so those are the sorts of things as I really train all of my people in my business to run the business in the way that's going to benefit them most and it's also going to make it easier for me to run it in the way that I want to do it. So it's all about training. So a couple things around that. Uh, So you're having them like go directly to, if they've got a broken pipe, they go directly to the plumber. They don't necessarily go through you to get the plumber. So in that respect, they have, um, I want to say control, but they have a, a piece in the, in the business in that respect. Is that part of what you train them to do? Is if That's exactly got- right. Okay. Yeah, they have complete autonomy. So I'll train them the first couple of times something goes wrong, mm-hmm. but then they have autonomy. And what that gives them is they're not waiting on a phone call to their landlord. They're not right. waiting for me to get back to them. They're not able to make any decisions and they feel like it's out of control, right? But instead, they're in complete control. They know what I expect. They know the standard that the house is supposed to be kept in and they have complete control and time in sort of the ability to, to schedule according to their time rather than three other people, right? So they love it. Like a lot of landlords are like, my tenants would never do that. They would hate that. They don't want the responsibility. But my people love it. And that's part of the training process, you know? Yeah, and I think having set the expectations, this is what I expect of you, um, right in that application process, they know that that house or that piece of property is theirs to take care of, that you are giving them stewardship over that property. And that, in essence, they are the leader in their property, um, you know, setting what is it going to look like and what do I need to do and that kind of thing. Now, do you give them a list of recommended um, vendors? Service people? Yeah. I used to have a really, really solid list, and um, most of it had to do with one of my contractors who was exceptional, and he ended up with cancer. Oh. So, um 
but you know, before he had keys to all the properties and people would just call him directly. Now um, I am in search of a new contractor that I can trust to that level. Um, fortunately, I don't have enough going on with my properties that I don't get to keep testing them. It happens once a year type of thing, you know right, what I mean? Right, yeah. Um, so a lot of times I'll have them call Yelp. Like oh. look at three people on Yelp, look at the different reviews, call some different people, you know, do it the same way I would do it. Get three estimates, um, pick who you like most, get it handled, and just send me the bill. Um, so that's that's a really, really easy way for people to just handle it, and that's how they would probably do it in their own home too, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and then if they pr- like somebody in particular, they'll keep calling that person, and then I have that person's name and number. So I do have an electrician. I do have a plumber. I don't have a handyman right now. So, you know, you sort of, it's part of the process, right? Absolutely. So, listeners, if you have a handyman who would be awesome for Monica here in um San Francisco, we'd love to hear about it. Yes, I uh, would. Absolutely. Connect with me via email and I will pass that on to her. So that's that's awesome. Um, I know that there are several great handy people here in the Bay Area and perhaps they will um, get in touch with us. So uh, Monique, I'm curious, you say that you're in the San Francisco Bay Area. How many properties are there and in essence, what's your reach in the Bay, Bay Area? Great question. So I have properties from Los Altos all the way to South San Jose. Um, So I've got a few in San Jose, a few in Campbell, and one still in Los Altos, and I just sold one in Mountain View. Mm. So Peninsula down to the South Bay. um, And right now I believe there's six. We're in transition. Forgive me. That sounds horrible. We're in you transition. don't know. I just, I just sold one, and I'm in the process of buying one. And so, yeah, I'm. I would say I'm at six. I mean, I'm literally at five, but I'm in transition on one of them. I was to say, so you're sorry in transition. We're losing one. We're gaining one. We'll get at six eventually. Yeah, exactly. By the in a couple of months, I'll be at six again. So, <laughs> and and these are homes. They're not apartments or condos, right? Mm. That's exactly right. So, well, actually, um, three of them are townhouses, and um, two of them are single-family homes, and one of them is a condo. So I'm kind of all over that with that. That's another interesting point. I do prefer managed communities. And and part of that is because then I don't have to spend the time. So you pay the HOA fees, but the painting all gets done, the gardening all gets done. If there's a problem with the roof, that gets handled. You know, the tenants can just call the HOA, you know. So that is actually part of my strategy is that usually I will buy something that's in a planned development so that I'm not doing all of that uh, maintenance stuff. And I think that's a really smart way of doing it uh, one because then the the tenant only has one place to call and everything gets done it's almost like being in an apartment where right. when, when you've got a challenge you call the maintenance people and they come in and they fix it i know my husband loves that mm-hmm. you know um, toilets backed up you call them screen door doesn't you know it's it's just it's so great um but the uh, again the the downside is you're also living with in our case probably 10 buildings with Oh, 40 apartments, so about 400. Um, wow. Yeah, apartments. And generally, they're not, you know, s- single f- single people in them. Mm-hmm. We have lots of families. 
and yeah. lots lots of dogs, <laughs> which is oh very yeah, all very interesting. Um, coming from a, a thirty-seven hundred square foot house to a th- for a nine hundred and forty square foot apartment was a huge change, as well as you know the noise level and that kind of thing. But it's been it's been perfect, and it's exactly what we needed because again, I don't want to necessarily maintain a home. Um, you know, all the whereas I like you know that all being done here for us, which is great. Yeah. And you know the and the thing is that I will attract tenants that like those communities, mm-hmm. right? So if they yeah. if they don't love that situation, they're just not going to move in. Yeah, right? yeah. So how do you keep? Uh, one of the questions you you asked me to ask was how do you keep others in uh, inspired to keep it going? Now the others you were talking about here were your tenants and mm-hmm. your vendors, right? Uh, right? So how do you keep them inspired? What do you do? Do you bring them all back gifts? I do, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I actually do give lots of gifts. So people always feel like they're working with someone that's really nice to work with, you know. Um, I do. And actually, this is one of my things that I do during the holidays and the new year. I'll often visit all of my properties um, with gifts. So I bring my tenants gifts so they feel really, really special. It's an opportunity for me to walk into the properties and see how things are looking Mm -hmm. And how things are going. And I think, you know, my tenants, everybody gets really busy, right? So they don't want to call when there's every little thing that happens. And so by the end of the year, they may have 10 things that they just haven't had time to deal with, right? Right. Um, And so that's an opportunity for them to sit with me and say, can you handle all these things? And then I just get it handled. Um, So that's that's one of the things is I bring them gifts. I give gifts to my vendors. Um, I'm very, very responsive. So for my tenants, if there's anything that they need to contact me for, unless I'm on vacation, they know that they will get a response immediately. If I'm on vacation, they've gotten an email from me so that they know that and that they get, you know, I completely trust them to make whatever decisions they need to make. Um, So really, I think it just has to do with they very much enjoy the process and the system. The other thing is definitely pricing. Now, with my vendors and with my tenants, I don't believe in paying the highest price or charging the highest price, but I also don't believe in paying or charging the least. So mm-hmm. I'm somewhere in the middle. And um, so my vendors know that I'm not going to lowball them, mm-hmm. right? So they like working with me. I stay on a schedule. I treat them with respect. And my tenants also know they may not be getting the lowest price, but they're getting a really, really nice property that's kept up very well at a middle-of-the-road price. So they're motivated to mm-hmm. stay there because in addition to everything else, they're getting it at a good deal, Yeah. right? Yeah. So that's... those are some of the things that I have in place for that. So uh, do you also keep track of things like birthdays, anniversaries, um, anniversaries of how long they've been in the in the property, that kind of thing, and you know, send a an email or, or a quick card by email or something like that as well, so that you celebrate with them. Yeah, you know, I used to do that when I had fewer properties and I was traveling a little bit less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, now I do celebrate anniversaries of how long they've been there, and mm-hmm. I do give them like a month free, you know, at 
I think it was three years I give a month free, five years I give a month free. You know, so I give them little celebratory gifts on their anniversaries. Um, And then, the you know, during the holidays. But I'm not able to keep track of all the birthdays and the anniversaries anymore. I wish I could because it felt really, really good, but it's just not in my bandwidth right now, you know. I was going to say, you could actually put that in your... Uh, CRM system, your customer relations management system, and it will automatically yeah. send. It will automatically send birthday cards. All you have to do is change the birthday card every year. Oh, that's or, interesting. I hadn't or, even thought of that. Yeah, or anniversary, same thing. Uh, you you change the card each year, but it's in the system, and you can make that happen. So, folks, if you're looking for an easy, quick way to keep track of birthdays, make sure you collect them. And then you can actually put it into your customer relations management system and it will automatically send it out to your um, folks. I love that, Linda. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Just a little tip and trick from there. Um, Okay. So one one key thing, because we're always into learning. We were also into celebrating. I love celebration, and I don't think we do enough of it. Um, and so the the more we can do of it, I, I really think that that also keeps that motivation up and, and the inspiration. Uh, but what have you learned um, about running a business this way? So if we could take it out of real estate, what have you learned about running a business in general? I really, I think one of my biggest lessons is to always remember to give your clients what they want. So again, going back to the the golden rule and the platinum rule, the platinum rule is really, really important. And I think we lose sight of that because we think everybody is like ourselves and it's just not true, you know? Um, And so for me, that's just been the biggest thing is just make sure that I'm giving my clients what they need. And if I'm able to give them enough of what they need, they will give me what I need. My business will benefit and prosper. So that's my biggest lesson. The other thing that I've learned is really systematizing everything is key. If you have to rethink the wheel every single time you do something, That's what takes our time and our energy and makes our businesses own us. So really putting in systems and following those systems and not making exceptions is the big thing. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm like a rule Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) If I can stick with my, the more that I can stick with the system, the more flow and ease there is in the business for myself as well as for my customers. Eventually, everybody benefits. So those are the couple of things I've learned. And and I think both of those are are just stellar. Um, So listeners, you heard her say, go back to the platinum rule. You know, do unto them as they want to be done. So what are are their desires? What do they need? What are their expectations? Um, What's their vision? Uh, And all of those kinds of things, as well as not reinventing the wheel Every time you have a new person in your in your business, you know, have an onboarding process, have a way that consistently brings people up to speed quickly on your business and not going back and having to do it over and over and over again. It will drive you nuts. And on that note, think about that. And on that note, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. And join us for a replay of the show on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Let leadership expert Linda Patton be your guide to uncovering the leader that lives within you and that you are meant to be. Through her signature training programs and workshops, Linda takes you every step of the way to help you tap into your personal leadership power, design a clear vision, build a loyal, effective team, and create a practical plan to make your dream come true. Get started now by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. The Voice America Women's Channel. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. I'm here with my special guest, uh, Monika Sawyer, uh, who's been sharing with us how she has built systems into her real estate investment business in such a way that she can go away and actually travel for a year and a half to Europe. And I think that's just incredible. I'd love to be able to do that, and we're working towards that. Um, And the fact that you want to develop the expectations of your clients as well as of yourself so that you can provide the platinum rule of doing for them what they want to have done. And I think that's really, really key. And the systems, of course, keep you from having to reinvent the wheel every time. It's like the book is there. You pull it out. You know what you're going to do, and you do it. And without having to think about, like, gee, what did I do the last time? I don't remember. That's been a year ago, that kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. I I agree. I think that really takes a lot of the stress out of your life. Um, I know I do conferences, and it's I've been doing this particular one for 21 years now. And it's gotten to a place where I know know what's going to happen. I know how it's going to flow, that kind of thing. It really makes that really rush period as we get close to conference so much easier to manage because – I know what to do, and there's sort of no question about how it's done, and I love that. So I'm, I, I value the fact that you really sit on, on the masculine side 
with these systems. Um, your masculine says, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to make it happen. And your feminine can be really creative about you know, your properties and what you do. But the masculine side keeps the systems in place. And I think that's awesome. So, can I... Yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to add, that was so well said, Linda. Thank you. (laughs) And the thing, and I do think, so it's the masculine that keeps the systems and keeps us grounded. And the feminine really does come in also in those relationships. It's really connecting with your people, you know, your clients and your vendors. Yeah, and I think that's where we have the fun is over on the feminine side where we, you know, we get to be creative. We get to build relationships. We get to collaborate with our clients and your customers. And it's just so great. But you have another whole side to your business that has virtually nothing to do with the real estate side. And that's your um, core bliss life um, side. And let's start out with, so what's bliss? (laughs) Good question. So everybody has different ideas on this, on what this word means. But for me, what, are you there? I'm here. Okay, for um, for me, what bliss means is to have its its emotional resilience and strength. So it's to have a really deep sense of joy and contentment, and also the confidence that you can handle anything that life sends your way, emotionally, mentally, physically. You can handle anything. And so that's very simply how I define bliss. And it's living in that state of confidence, joy, and contentment. Does that make sense? That makes sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the question would be, how, how, do, you, how do you do that? Um, how do you get to that place? And you talk about core. Are you talking about like, you know, core? what we talk about core when we talk about uh, exercise and, and that kind of thing, you know, you, you really feel it in your core, um, usually around your solar plexus. That's exactly right. So for me, it's not just the solar plexus. It's all mm-hmm. of us. I sort of see us as being built around what I call a pillar of perfection. So there's a pillar inside of us that creates that sort of internal strength. And, and that keeps our bodies, you know, that sort of runs down the center of our bodies. Um, but when we talk about that, we're talking about, so that's sort of the physical state, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, there's also an energetic state that's related to that. And there's also sort of our mental and emotional states. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about our core, we're really talking about who are you as a person? What's most important to you? What do you prioritize in your life? What is it that makes you tick and what makes you feel like your heart is just singing? Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about our core, we're talking about all of those pieces. And through my systems, <laughs> we've been talking about systems. <laughs> you have a system on this side yeah. too? Oh, okay. There's systems and strategies that help you to first build up that core and then maintain it and even grow it and expand it and strengthen it. And the way that these systems were all developed is I used to be an executive coach for many years. And what happened, what I found is that most of the time with these executives or with business owners, the problem with their business or the problem with their job was that they weren't happy. Yeah. They weren't able to stay motivated. They felt like their lives were falling apart. And once we could get them back to their core and strengthen that and build them back up, 
-hmm. Everything else seems to fall in place so much easier. And when challenges come, they come from a place of power rather than from a place of stress or upset or anger right so life doesn't get disrupted by challenges certainly we you know everybody we're still human right we're still going to have hard emotions fear anger upset sadness grief it all still comes up but you don't stay there when you've built yourself up into this place of core bliss you your recovery your resilience is so much faster and your approach to life helps you to solve problems much more quickly and easily than if you come from a different place. I think it's interesting that the executives that you work with were no longer happy um, or motivated in their job. Uh, I think that's very interesting that, you know, you reach a certain pinnacle and it's like, why am I in this business? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I've worked a lot with um, folks who come out of the, the trades, you know, they're, um, contractors, they could be beauticians, estheticians, you know, whatever, where they worked for someone else or they were in a rental space where they were renting a chair. And then it seemed relatively easy. But when they went on, they said, well, you know, I don't want to pay the man anymore. I want to mm-hmm. do this on my own. And what they don't realize is if your craft is exceptional and you're really great at what you do, but there's that piece that's known as the business side, right? <laughs> you know, that you right. have you have no idea how to do that because that wasn't something that you did. So now you've got, you know, you've got property that you have to deal with. You've got vendors. You've got all sorts of other things. Plus, you have to do payroll, possibly. You know, there's mm-hmm. all of that that you spend your free time doing the books, doing the prospecting, doing the advertising, whatever it is, and you don't get that chance to relax, which is part of the reason why you went out on your own, because you thought you'd have your own time, right? Right, and that's what we were talking about, whether you own the business or the business owns you, right? Exactly. exactly. And I think so how this relates with Corbless Life is that you set up all of those processes mm-hmm. in a way that supports your true needs, desires, goals, and values. So, you know, we, so much of the time, we don't think about all those other things because our passion is in what we do, whether it's, you know, a beautician or a coach or a speaker, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a skill that we want to build this business around, but we don't, what we, so we, we're totally aligned with that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. But what we do is we end up, because we don't have the experience with the business piece of it, we start to build the business piece and we feel like it's apart from us. It's a different entity. Mm-hmm. But the reality is it's not. It is a part of who you are and how your business can thrive. So it's really, really important to build all of those pieces of your business based on that core of who you are, what your goals and needs and vision is. Because it's not a different entity, it's you. Right, and, and I think, oh, go ahead. No, I just think that the problem is that when people get disconnected like that, that's when they get really real dissatisfaction, they feel overwhelmed, and then their business isn't able to thrive. Well, I think, too, that um, they need, oftentimes they need to hire someone, that they will never be good at it. Um, that's absolutely true. And so you need to hire that person and build, basically, you're hiring their system to bring it into your business to be able to function that way. And unfortunately, we, we tend 
to, if we've not done this before, we tend to hire someone who's like us. Mm-hmm. And so the two of you argue over who's going to do that. And, and you go, but I know how to do that. I need you to do this. Well, I don't like to do that. I want to do what you're doing. <laughs> rather, rather, and then you end up losing a friend, firing an employee, or whatever it might be, or even a contractor for that matter. And and then you're you're back to being, um, you know, not motivated, not really ha- meeting the expectations of why you went into business in the first place, not having that resilience to step back up. Whereas, if you were to look for someone who's not like you, who completes you, that is the right. way to truly bring somebody on and to be able to bring that part that's not you into the business to, to make it like, like a jigsaw puzzle so that you fit together um, and it makes sense. And I think when people do that, they can stay more motivated with what they do and this person's doing what they do real well and the two mesh together and the business thrives, right? Right. That's so true. And such a good point that when you hire people, you need to hire people for their expertise, not for mm-hmm. your expertise. Yeah. <laughs> They're Even the pro, they do what they yeah. do best. <laughs> yeah. Even though you might feel um, more comfortable having somebody like you, but right. it, do- no, it's it doesn't true. serve you. Um, but I think that, that when you start... Right. When you start doing it that way, you you suddenly realize, oh, my gosh, this is so much better. So you oh, yeah. got to kind of take that leap of faith. And and, you know, this one of the things that that was so well said, Linda. And the one thing that I want to add is that um, this is part of the core bliss process ah, is okay. really getting to know where your strengths are, where your hearts sing, and allowing yourself the freedom to delegate. Part of bliss is knowing when you shouldn't be involved, you know, or when that's not your place that's going to make your heart sing, right? So it's all part of the process. Okay, let's get on the delegation bandwagon then. Uh, (laughs) So one of of the, I guess, one of the, the core... Um, mistakes that people make about delegation is what I call delegate and dump. Um, it's the mm-hmm. old um, Ankanen rule where you know your, your employee brings in the monkey and hopes to God that, that you, the boss, take the monkey and you, the boss, don't want the monkey and the monkey ends up in the middle of the floor and nobody's taking care of the monkey. So it's it's how to, how to delegate, right? That's also yes. important. Yeah, with, well, keeping at least some accountability and responsibility for the overall task, even though you're not intimately involved in how it's going. So right. to make sure that we, we have time for this, because um, we could get off on this for the next couple of minutes, uh, would you tell the listeners a bit about your free gift that you have for them today? Yeah. So um, I'm really enjoying helping people to reach sort of blissful um, economic empowerment. That's my mission is to help people to create a foundation that allows them to live the lives that they want. And so I've created a free gift. Um, if you go to blissfulinvestor.com, and it's my own personal case study of exactly how I've built a multi-million dollar business 
part time over the last 20 years. So like I said, I've only worked, I only work about five to 10 hours a week and I show people, or sorry, not a week, but a month, <laughs> a month, yeah, <laughs> a month. Well, and this basically, this case study basically just tells you exactly how I've done it. It breaks it down. So it's at blissfulinvestor.com and people can take a look at that. And, um, and you can even apply what you learn right from that case study without anything else. Well, Monica, I intend to download it myself, uh, even though I I do have a six-figure business right now. To bump it up to seven would be awesome, and to only have to work part-time and get a chance to travel even more than we do, that would be amazing. So thank you so very much for that gift. And I wondered if at this time you had like one last big tip that you can share with the audience before we, we close today. Yes. You know, whether it's in business or your relationships, in real estate or your health, wherever it is in your life, remember, bliss is your birthright. So choose to claim your bliss in every area of your life. Monica, that is a an awesome way to end. Um, and I think the key there is all around choice. We have the ability to choose this life uh, and we don't have to just accept what we have currently we can choose to change it and be more blissful right absolutely we always have a choice all right well and thank you so very much for being on the show today monica and i really enjoyed having you here and it's been a great pleasure ditto thank you so much for having me linda you're so welcome and on see how to dig deeper into the art of hurting cats or you'd like to find out more about the leadership inspirations program please check out the website at www.dare the number two dream with linda.com or send me an email at linda at dare to dream with linda.com so until next time do be courageous and dare to lead thank you and bye-bye Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.